0: Welcome to Writing Works Wonders, Advancing Beyond Barriers, where we celebrate skills building and community among authors as they're reaching through barriers in an interactive podcast series. Your co-hosts are Cheryl McNeil Fisher and Dr. Kathy King. And I'm Dr. Kathy King, an author, editor, coach, and workshop leader. I've been a professor of adult learning and instructional technology for 25 plus years. And in retirement, I'm enjoying consulting and writing.
1: I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher, and I've been speaking internationally for over 25 years to audiences of all ages on living with and working through challenges. I'm the author of seven early chapter children's books and just finished a memoir with a 95-year young lady. What a fabulous experience writing with and for someone to finish this project. I look forward to doing it with others in the future. I have two series with uh, new releases coming out soon and many works in progress. Thank you again for joining us on Writing Works Wonders. Hi everyone, welcome to Writing Works Wonders. I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher and Kathy and I are celebrating today because we have USA Today and New York Times bestselling author Jody Thomas with us. She has written over fifty novels over fifteen short stories. She sold millions of her copies of her book worldwide in all formats. She's going to share with us about writing and publishing and her new book and series and maybe we'll get a little insight into upcoming stories. <laughs> well, thank you, Jody. We're so glad you're here with us today, and can we start by? How did you get first get involved with the American Council of the Blind?
2: Well, thank you, Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. My father was wow. blind, and he loved the books that he got uh by mail and they were and We all sit around sometimes and listen to them
1: oh, ah yeah. that's that's great. I knew that Ed, your dad was in there. you mentioned your dad being blind, and I love when you when you were just talking to your characters in your videos. Walking the land, I I loved that when you're talking about walking with the herd, just walking through that your scenery, really, right? I guess that's the way I would put it, you're walking the land. I love that. I did that uh, video because I
2: had been working out, going out every time something was going on, and watching and listening and and feeling the wind when you're on a ranch. The whole world, it seems like that uh, ranch is the world, and it really is. They're pretty self-sufficient, and uh, they worry about things, and I will never forget standing on a windy day next to a windmill and hearing that click, click, click of the windmill. Mm. I think no matter where I was in the world, I would always remember that. Once a friend who raised horses asked me if I wanted to walk with the herd. She said it was the most peaceful thing she'd ever encountered. So we stepped through the fences of the corral and walked with the horses. And She was right. It was very peaceful. You will have some characters who come from the land. They're a product of that way of life and you'll have others that will never understand the people that were born on this soil. Others will be foreign to the place, and others belong. That's what will make your story great. Do your research. Put up pictures uh, in your workspace. Build a map to hang your plot on. Talk to the people. Learn how they think, what they fear, what they love. When I walk the land, not only my senses come alive, but so does my imagination. To me, A story doesn't begin with the research.
3: It begins with the walk.
1: How do you stay in your character when you're writing? When I always, when I start a book,
2: I walk around, I think about, and I just finished this week because I drove around uh, small towns in East Texas and I stopped at every museum and I... I do a lot of walking the town, taking in the smells and the sounds and, either you know, the beauty of it or the ugliness of it. And that helps me and it develops my character. I, um, for a week, I ate meals, places where I could listen to people talk and how they talked and what they talked about. I, I always do that. And then once I find my character, actually, they kind of find me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, for example, when I started Ransom Canyon, it was probably midnight in my study, and it was quiet. And it was almost like Stanton Kirkland walked in my study and sat down and started talking. Mm -hmm. I knew he wasn't there, but in my mind, he was Six foot three, he was wearing a, ha- a cowboy hat, he was, and he was going to tell me about ranching. And mm-hmm. the first thing he said was something I heard a rancher say that he didn't own the ranch, he was the caretaker. Mm-hmm. And that kind of attitude carried uh, the Ransom Canyon series through nine books. And mm-hmm. sometimes Sometimes that's what <laughs> happens is just the
1: you feel the character and you get into the way he thinks. What part do you find challenging when you're working with your characters? Do you ever get stuck in a Like if you get stuck in a spot with your characters, how do you keep them separate? And then if you have a challenge where oh, I'm not really sure where we should go now, do you ever have that kind of? Difficulty or did you have it In the beginning and you're you know How did you get through it to where you are Now I don't know if you still get Stuck or not but because you've been doing It for so long
2: if I If I get stuck and I'm trying to push my character Into something It's and it's not working It's probably because The character wouldn't do that Sometimes Mm -hmm. characters Um surprise Me uh and um, after I think about it a minute, this is what they do, not that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so that's important. Um, in my writing, by the time I actually getting and putting it on paper, um, uh, I know my characters, and I very rarely throw even a paragraph away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the editing. Uh, my editor will say, "You do really don't need this paragraph, and she 'll take it away, but i mm. I just the story comes to me it 's almost like i'm telling myself uh, <laughs> this is really true a lot of times uh at night i I uh, work an extra hour to see what 's going to happen because I really mm. don't know
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah that 's really neat and um when you said you you know." You know your characters. You get to know them before you even start to write. I, I like that. Do you do you outline? Do you sit, do an outline prior, or you just sit down and you write? Um, I, I, I
2: when I begin the very first, I work on boards. Um, awesome. We have a. I live in a, um, a hundred-year-old house. It's a mission house. It's not very mm-hmm. big, but it has a patio out back. And there's a guest quarters out there. Um, I think the former um, owners used it as a storage, but mm-hmm. um, I turned it into a study. And some da- days I spend all day on the boards. I say I'm going to work on the boards. And I what I did is I I covered the the entire room with uh, whiteboards so I could write. The characters down, what what I was thinking, and I move to the from the board. Sometimes I take a board down, sometimes I erase it, but I write not just my character, but his whole backstory, who his mm. parents were, uh, mm. everything he's done for a living. And when I do that, it it helps me. The strange thing is, is once I write it on a board, I never look at it again. It's mm. I mean, I see them up there, but I don't, because by writing it, it's in my head. Mm-hmm. And so I see it. And uh, uh, my characters come alive very much so. In fact, my kids are afraid I'm going to name one in the will.
1: Which you I? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, that brings me into introducing you to Dr. Kathy King. And Kath- mm-hmm. Kathy and I started working together. In fact, Kathy, I was just listening to a pod, the first one where I first met you back in uh, just a, a, about a month and a half ago when you were on one of the Writing Worst Wonders calls. And so um, Kathy and I are are just going by leaps and bounds and the creativity that we're coming up with and and working on a new website and and she's retired she her background is in adult education and she's retired from Fordham and uh, she has you know I'm gonna let Kathy talk tell you more about herself but uh, she has some interesting
0: questions too so Kathy go ahead. hi Jody um uh, and, um, yeah, I'm an author as well. And I so appreciate what you said about character development because we've just done two weeks of character development workshops, uh, with ACB on this podcast. So you did a great plug for the last two episodes, which we just put up on the web for folks that missed them. Um, let me, let me ask you also, you know, our participants here today are writers and authors, um, people who want to get into the craft, people who are very experienced in it, the whole range. Regarding your own writing craft, what has been helpful for you for your own continued development? You know, um, that continues across time. You've been writing many years. I'm sure you've dealt with all sorts of different things along the way. But what helps you continue to grow and develop as an author?
2: I'm a very curious person, and uh, um, I mean, if somebody's uh, digging a hole out in the front yard, I'm going to go out and ask them what they're doing, and how they do it, and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just curious, and I find people fascinating. I very rarely have met a person that I couldn't spend hours with talking to, and and analyzing and figuring out what makes them tick, and um, so I think that curiosity has really helped. Because, um, and I, I also think years ago they offered me writer in residence, and I was already trying to do this. And uh, I love talking to writers, and I love helping people because I really believe when you help people solve their problems it solves your problems too and uh, so i love people and i love um i'm curious about everything and uh, i i want to know you know how it works and what what happens i think that's helped but um it's certainly not uh a um a love of english or uh, an ability to spell, I can't spell at all. <laughs> and I really, I've thought about this, and I think, um, uh, commas were left by aliens. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> the aliens dropped down to earth, left commas just to bug us, mm. and, and yeah. then left. So I, I really, um, I'm a storyteller and I love stories. One time I was uh, in a museum and I saw an old man talking to his grandkids about, now this is how this works and this in the old days this happened. So I started just following him and pretty soon I was just part of the group following him and I kept asking questions and he finally said to me, uh, girl, I've been <laughs> further looking for eggs than you've been in your whole life. <laughs> he thought I was the dumbest person he met, but i didn't I wanted to know how how they did things back
0: then and so so you said something that's really important, jody you a lot of things that are very important, but one I'm gonna target in on here and and that's that um you're not a writing expert, you're not an you're English expert, let's say that you certainly. N- have the writing craft down, but you don't consider yourself an English mechanics expert. So to be a successful author, how have you overcome that um, issue in, in your writing and in your publishing? What is it that happens between what you write and what the reader sees? Okay, I'm very
2: much a, a storyteller, and I need help. Uh, when I first started writing, I had a couple of friends who agreed to read my stuff and correct the spelling and then spell check came along and I thought that was great until <laughs> I wrote a book about how in one part of the book the Apaches attacked the um, uh, um a wagon train and they were afraid they'd be massacred and um then my spell check changed it changed it to manicured (laughs) that changes the whole thing when the apaches (laughs) (laughs) manicured the wagon train i'd say yeah (laughs) yeah so i i and now uh after uh several books um i hired an an assistant and she reads everything that um I write, even sometimes emails, she'll read them. And, uh, um, that really helps because she has a degree in English and, and she does really good. And one time I said to my editor, um, at Kensington that, uh, I was sorry that I turned in manuscripts with misspelled words. I know I do. And she said, Jody, If I could write, I'd be a writer. So I can't write, but I can spell.
0: So that's why I'm an editor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, there you go. Yeah, that made me feel good. Uh, Absolutely. So, so, you know, the importance of a team and you're using your strengths and expecting other people on your team to leverage their strengths. Mm
4: -hmm. That's
0: Mm -hmm. what it sounds like. Right. And I, I, I.
2: You would think after fifty books that I would learn to spell, but no i don't i don't uh to me uh it's i if I think about it, but whenever i'm think- when I'm writing, I'm thinking about the story, I'm not not worrying about it, I'm just writing it, so all words like then and then go come out at, uh all at once just. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. But oh, I've always said I'm not a. Uh, I am not a wordsmith. I am a, a storyteller.
0: Well, it certainly works for you. That's very obvious, and um, you keep doing it the way that you're doing it, um, Jody, because it's very effective, and you're a masterful storyteller. Well, thank so, you. Yes. Yeah. How do your readers
1: uh, come into play with your books? With your writing.
2: Um, I have many uh, readers that have become friends Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the best things that they can tell me is, I love this character. Will you put them in the next book? Mm Because I always think about that. If they don't, they want to know what happened to them. And uh, that was a surprising to me that people wanted that. Uh, I remember, I think it was my third book, I was at an autograph party and a lady came up and said, what happened to the baby in the book? And I thought, well, the book ended. I I don't know what happened to the, but, uh, the baby. And of course, my husband, the logical one, said, only the baby was born in 1823. He's probably dead by now. <laughs> but uh, I, I I realized that these people come alive. My yeah. character come alive and to people, and they want to know. So uh, that sometimes will start a character for the next series will be because they want to see that character again. Yeah. And sometimes just them saying things like, will you go back and I can't go back because I'm on another s- series, but it kind of makes me happy be- that they want me to because they want to see more of that series.
1: Mm-hmm. And when when did you um I'm going I'm backtracking a little bit about get yeah, when you got when you had gotten this when you started having an assistant. How far into your career did, were you before you started, uh, that you ha- had an assistant to help you with organizing or scheduling and do- doing different things for you, with you? Um, probably about book five or six.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had someone coming over one day for about three hours, and they handled my um uh, as the comu- computer came on, they handled my um, pages and mm-hmm. my emails and that kind of stuff. Uh, if um, if I come into the office and sit down and start looking at my emails, I'm there all day. Mm-hmm. So I have to limit my time there or I wouldn't get any writing done. Yeah. So, um, but I. I started with um, another writer, and she came in first for about three hours uh, a week, and then six hours a week. And now Julia's been with me for 17 years, I think, and uh, <coughs> or maybe 14. But uh, uh, Julia's a perfect uh, assistant to me because she's got the degrees in English. And, uh, she's also my sister-in-law, so she knows uh-huh. my life, what's going on.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: so she keeps yeah. up with me and it, and, uh, it, it's worked out perfect. I I got, I, uh, I could not write as fast as I write if I didn't have an assistant. I uh, yeah. yeah. I have to have a graphic art, art, artist that comes in and, and does a lot for me and, uh, I'll both of them just w- work when they want to, so they come in. And they Jody,
0: Jody, uh-huh. this is Kathy. How would you suggest that other authors keep up with technology, innovations? You've done some great things with your website, and you're talking about graphic arts. How do they keep up with it first? And then how do they make the decisions about uh, when to bring in an assistant or graphic artist or farm out their website, et cetera, et cetera? how what would you suggest to other authors i think when the business
2: of writing um takes up more hours than you want it to and is is interfering with your writing that's when you need an assistant and i've found that i can write i, th- I think i write twice as fast having an assist, well the assistance and it really helps and so i can rough that da- draft a chapter a week and um julia will clean it up and she'll give it back to me and i'll rewrite it and mess it up again mm-hmm. and we go back and forth like <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i i am so grateful because you know here you are someone that we all admire in sharing these um uh, some of the gifts and some of the challenges, and how uh, we can keep working through that. And I know Kathy's been very, uh, uh, ad- uh, has been admiring how the technology that you, the innovations. And when you said, I it just dawned on me, you started writing with a typewriter, right? Right. You know yeah, wow, wow. Now, then the the and publishing publishing has changed a lot too since since you started you've seen quite a transformation in all of this. Um, How do you feel about all that? Have you 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 know? And then we'll go to questions. But I'm just wondering, like, what are your insights in the way publishing is changing?
2: I think um, I think it's reaching more and more people. I think more people are reading and um, also people can used to there were very, very few categories and now you can there are thousands of categories and so if you only want to read vampire cowboys who have a list, well you can <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see every god and, it, and, it it fun. and I am uh, I invite writers to to come and sit, and we have a critique group. I had one, actually I had two this last week. And uh, I, sometimes uh, publishing writers want to come to see what's out there because they listen to other people and they see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I think that's good. And I think it's just good to have someone read your work and hear it. Uh, um and that you know that's good for you so um i i can't keep up with all the fields but i try to keep up with women's fiction and romance and you know now my books are called women's Fiction, but I still put romance in them because I like mm-hmm. romance.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the happy ever after
2: ending.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I'm a ha- I'm, that's me. I'm a happily ever after girl too. Mm. <laughs> um, Kathy, do you have anything else before we well, go to let people ask
0: questions? I thought we should give Jody a chance to tell us about her newest book, and then yeah. sure yeah. we have time for that. So yes, okay. good.
1: Okay. Thank you. Yep.
2: My newest yeah. one okay. is, um, I'll the, turn, turn to the thing. Uh, this is my board up here. My newest one is Picnic in Someday Valley. And uh, I, I was laughing because I was writing a um, blog this morning and I, I was thinking, you know, this is a, my brain's going to crack up one day because um, I'm promoting book one of the series and uh book two came out in a couple of days ago. And now I'm talking about it. Book three, I'm doing copy edits on and going through <laughs> it one last time and book four, I'm writing right now. I'm about halfway through. So I'm just going to crack up one day and, and I, I laugh and say, one day, I'll, whenever my brain just explodes, they'll just move me to the home and I'll sit <laughs> there by the window and I'll be in,
1: in, uh, Honey Creek and i will just be <laughs> happy as I can be. <laughs> yeah, cause I'm thinking, as you're here, you have a book that came out a couple of days ago that I've been reading. And then, um, and then you said you're writing your four, number four and number right. three is in copy edits. So when you're talking about book number one and number two, I'm sure you have to be careful about not giving away too much from book three and four. <laughs> yeah,
4: That's true. yeah. Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Ooh, uh,
2: and sometimes I get. Um, it's not like I get them mixed up. It's kind of like TV shows. You know, mm-hmm. you don't flip over and watch CSI and accidentally think it's Golden Girls.
3: Oh and no! So, right. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. So so it's kind of like channels in my mind. But oh, okay. people say, well, do you dream about them? No, I go to sleep. Before I go to sleep, I tell myself another story. And they're probably a will never. I just keep telling. I have more stories in my head than I will ever write. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I forget them. And a student will come back to me and say, what did you do about that story that you told me one day that you were going to write? And I'd forgotten about it. So I
0: have mm-hmm. lots of stories. Hmm. that's great um i think you also demonstrated for us jody that we have to have what they might call a pipeline because we do have books in different stages of production or writing projects mm-hmm. in different stages of production and i know i personally find it helpful that sometimes i can flip over and do copy editing and and that's not as intense a um, a project for me to review page proofs as it is for me to do the um, the actual writing of a project. So I'll stagger that throughout my day. Right. But I do that too. I, yeah. I don't want to do it for more than an hour. Yeah. So I think some people think that you just go linear straight through a book and you don't do anything else. Um, but in fact, we have books at different stages very often as we move along in our career.
5: No, Exactly.
2: I never thought I would write uh, 50 books. When I started, I was teaching school and I was in grad school and I had two little boys and I realized I would never be able to pay for their college unless I figured out a way to make money. And I thought, maybe I'll write a book. And so originally I was going to write four books so my kids could go to college. Then I found out how little I'd make on those four books. I've <laughs> got a, a lot more books than that. But uh, it's, um, it's been a fun adventure.
0: I wouldn't mm-hmm. trade it. You know? Excellent. We want to move to questions now,
1: Cheryl? Yes, that would be great. Penny, do we have hands, I'm yes, sure we do. we do. Uh,
3: the first hand is Area Code 207. The last three digits of oh, what? Five, four? Yes. Hi. Hi Cheryl. Carol calling hey, from me. Hi Cheryl. Hey Hi. there. Yeah. Um, I I love hearing about your process, um, Jody. And I wondered like in a given day or series of days, what do you what is your day look like? Um I'm always in, just intrigued in how we all do different things do things. Um, i 've done a little bit of writing, some poetry, had a couple of things published in a you know limited way, but um it 's the process that sometimes gets in the way of me um or for me. so wondered if you could um, talk about that a little bit more and thank you thank
2: you uh, i I feel like the hardest thing a writer does is manage your time. If you can manage your time, you can, you can write as many books as you want to. And it's the dragon I face, face every single day trying to manage my time. And I can be creative if you can manage your time. One thing I found that, um, drives me crazy. People think if you're a writer, you can quit anytime. Mm. So. They'll call and say, "Let's go get an ice cream," and I say, "I'm working." Well, you can come back to it, you know, because it's not a eight to five job. Uh, but I, um, I, I really enjoy getting up. I usually do copy edits or, or things like that in the morning, and then, then, I'm sorry, and then I'll, uh, uh, in the afternoon I start writing. Yeah, but it's, uh, um, I'm fighting time all the time, and mm-hmm. we shall always have more time.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Um, sh- Penny, sh-
0: Sharon yes? Hamilton, can unmute.
5: I just wanted to say a quick hello to Jody um, hello. because I got Hi, you Sarah. started there before, and also to, to Cheryl, who had just been a student of mine in the past. <laughs> It's been a real treat to hear both of you and uh, yeah. as a reader, I have to say now that I'm retired i have to i have to monitor how much I read because mm-hmm. I could and I get just like you say, you get so absorbed in the writing, I get absorbed in the reading and I have to think you know about the person and and I just get so involved with it, so I allow myself to read usually just for an hour or two at night, and that's it because otherwise i, I you just get lost in this stuff, and it just takes over your life. And I just can't, you know. But uh, I got your most recent book, Jody, and I'm I'm anxious to to read it. So that's all I wanted to say. I just I'm a frustrated writer, but I quit doing that a long time ago and limited myself to case notes and student notes and that's minutes of meetings and that's about where I am at this point. But uh, it's good to see to see you again, Sharon. I, thank you. I'm glad you're Thanks. staying busy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what
1: yeah. I'm telling and you, Sharon. Yeah. I have a brailer now, so yippee! Good
5: job. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good for you. Write me a letter sometime.
1: I oh. don't have to write back. I don't have to do it backwards in order to read forwards. Now I can write forwards and read forwards. <laughs> yes, that's
5: right. That's right. Well, good for you. Good for you. Well, thank Thanks. you.
4: Thanks, love.
0: <laughs> Has her hand.
4: Okay. Hi, Kim. Hello. Um, hello. I, I like to write. I'll be quiet, Phone. I like to write too, but I don't know if I'll ever become serious enough to want to do all the editing, um, do research, things like that. So I, I write poetry sometimes, and I'm also journaling kind of off and on. But just the idea of writing and getting my thoughts and feelings down, it's like cathartic, you know. And one thing that I think is really neat, maybe you have answered my question already when you talked about always having stories in your mind because I'll read books by you know so many and by a th- certain author and I'll think where do these ideas come from how do, how do these people think up all these things and it's almost sounding like you kind of bored with it you know you, you you've got a very active imagination and it just keeps going you think that's true? Um, I th- I
2: I I think imagination is a muscle. Yeah. More uh, than a gift. I think you work that muscle. The more you work it, the more creative you become. Mm-hmm. Um, um, playing a game in the car with the kids of. Uh, starting a story and then stopping in the middle of a sentence and passing the story on to the next person uh, helps you be creative. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think doing that, I I think reading helps you be um, more creative. Uh, I'm not sure watching TV does, but definitely reading. Uh, Many many times whenever uh, I'm reading a book, and I usually am reading two or three. They're laying around, and I'm reading them all at the same time. And I get away from one for a few days. If I don't get back to it fast, I just make up, up my own ending. <laughs> so you know,
4: yeah, I think yeah. It, um, And also, could you before you go, could you name uh, your titles again? I didn't. I came in kind of late. Yes.
2: Um, but, uh, I, the, um, uh, new series that I'm working on is called, uh, Honey Creek. And the first one is Breakfast at the Honey Creek Cafe. The second one is Picnic at Someday Valley. And the third one, uh, that's, uh, coming out this week is, or no, that will be coming out this fall. Sorry. Uh, is Dinner at the, uh, Primrose Hill and um, okay. they're all about this cluster of little towns in a valley oh, and great. Uh and i uh, um i write when i write my uh, small towns i really ru- i like to write how the people influence each other and i think that's fascinating interpersonal oh. yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and is your uh, stuff on bar <coughs>
1: Yeah, she's got 44 books on Bard. I do. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's missing, but I'm gonna find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so this is this is Kathy. I had another question for you, uh, Jody. Um, okay. Regarding, you know, independent publishing has been growing uh, tremendously in the last several years and um, become increasingly popular from your perspective, what have been the benefits of having a publisher? A publisher, um,
2: uh, pushes you. Uh, They definitely do that, uh, encourages you. And also when the book comes out, a publisher can, you know, uh, get it into so many more places than a lot of, uh, self-published books can go. And, um, and I, as you build your books, as you build your library of books, uh, when you have a new book one come out, that publisher has the ability to make it, uh, easy for people to see all of your books. So somebody finds me and they're reading book 52, if they like me, they're going to go back and, and so all of my, all of my books are still in print. So that helps. And I'm in every kind of, and a self-published usually can't do this, and I'm in trade paperback, regular paperback, hardback, library edition. Um, I'm in every, er, every kind of uh, uh, book you could have, and that that's an, uh, another
0: advantage. Excellent. Thank you very much for that.
1: Uh-huh. And Jody, um, we have just a couple minutes. I can't believe the hour goes by so yeah. fast, right? <laughs> I'm wondering, uh, is there any other tidbits uh, that you think are important that you would like to share with everyone? Um,
2: I think I think one of the things that has blessed my life with this career is the other writers I've met. And just like I'm getting to know some of you, and it's wonderful. I love, I I find I love writers because mm. they think. And uh, I I'm getting to the point that it's hard for me to talk to people that are not writers for very long because mm. I don't really care if they have a stain on their co- carpet. <laughs> And I'd rather talk about where to get rid of the body. So, <laughs> so um, I think one of the best things you can do to be if you want to be a writer is to develop a group and an online group is just as great. And so mm-hmm. um, that it really gives you um, a sense of community. And I feel that with the writers all over the Mm -hmm. country. You know, uh, I've been uh, to England twice and talked to uh, the romantic writers of Great great Britain. And I've got friends Mm -hmm. there too. So it's wonderful. It's wonderful. That's,
1: that's wonderful. Well, (laughs) we are so glad to get to know you and have you in our lives too now. And, you know, you just radiate that optimism and inspiration. And, and (laughs) we so appreciate that. And, you know, just knowing people need to know, just don't give up. Keep on keeping on, you know. And, and that imagination, thank you for that, too. I do believe it's a muscle, too, and something we work. And
4: the more we allow ourselves, the, the more creative we can be. When you think about writing a book or even a series, the first
2: thing that sparks my imagination. When you think about writing a book or even a series, the first thing that sparks my imagination.
0: Hi, Jody. Uh, this is Kathy. Nice. And um, yeah, I'm an author as well. And I so appreciate what you said. about.
4: That's right. Well, thank you again, Jody. Thank you so
0: much. I, well, I'd love so to glad. come talk
4: to you guys again. Hi Jody,
0: um, this is nice. Kathy, and um, yeah, I'm an author as well, and I so appreciate what you said about character development, because we've just done two weeks of character development workshops uh, with ACB on this podcast, so you did a great plug for the last two episodes, which we just put up on the web for folks that missed them. Um, let, let me ask you also, you know, our participants here today are writers and authors, um people who want to get into the craft, people who are very experienced in it, the whole range. Regarding your own writing craft, what has been helpful for you for your own continued development? You know, um, that continues across time. You've been writing many years. I'm sure you've dealt with all sorts of different things along the way. But what helps you continue to grow and develop as an author? I'm a very curious
2: person and, uh, um, I mean, if somebody's, uh, digging a hole out in the front yard, I'm going to go ahead and ask them what they're doing, and how they do it and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just curious and I find people fascinating. I very rarely have met a person that I couldn't spend hours with talking to and, and analyzing and figuring out what makes them tick. And um, so I think that curiosity has really helped because, um, and I I also think years ago they offered me writer in residence and I was already trying to do this. And uh, I love talking to writers and I love helping people because I really believe when you help people solve their problems it solves your problems too and uh, so i love people and i love um i'm curious about everything and uh i i want to know you know how it works and what what happens i think that's helped but um it's certainly not uh a um a love of english or uh, an ability to spell, I can't spell at all. <laughs> and I really, I've thought about this and I think, um, uh, commas were left by aliens. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think, I think the aliens dropped down to earth, left commas just to bug us mm. and, and yeah. then left. So I, I really, um, I'm a storyteller and I love stories. One time I was, uh, in a museum and I saw an old man talking to his grandkids about, now this is how this works and this, in the old days this happened. So I started just following him and pretty soon I was just part of the group following him and I kept asking questions and he finally said to me, uh, girl, I've been <laughs> further looking for eggs than you've been in your whole life. <laughs> he thought I was the dumbest person he met, but I didn't. I wanted
0: to know how how they did things back then. And so, so you said something that's really important, Jody. You, a lot of things that are very important, but one I'm going to target in on here, and and that's that um, you're not a writing expert. You're not an you're English expert. Let's say that you certainly. N- have the writing craft down, but you don't consider yourself an English mechanics expert. So to be a successful author, how have you overcome that um, issue in in your writing and in your publishing? What is it that happens between what you write and what the reader sees?
2: Good. I'm very much a, a storyteller, and I need help. Uh, when I first started writing I had a couple of friends who agreed to read my stuff and correct the spelling. And then spell check came along and I thought that was great until <laughs> I wrote a book about how in one part of the book the Apaches attacked the um uh um, a wagon train and they were afraid they'd be massacred. And um then my spell check changed it changed it to manicured <laughs> and that changes the whole thing when the apaches <laughs> manicured man- man- <laughs> <laughs> the wagon train i'd say yeah <laughs> yeah so i i and now uh after uh several books um i hired an an assistant and she reads everything that um I write even sometimes emails she'll read them and uh, um, that really helps because she has a degree in English and and she does really good and one time I said to my editor um, at Kensington that uh, I was sorry that I turned in manuscripts with misspelled words I know I do and she said Jody If I could write, I'd be a writer. So I can't write, but I can spell. So that's why I'm an editor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So
0: um, there you go. Yeah, that made me feel good. Uh, Absolutely. So, so, you know, the importance of a team and you're using your strengths and expecting other people on your team to leverage their strengths. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. what it sounds like. Right. And I,
2: I, I. You would think, after fifty books that I would learn to spell, but no i don't i don't uh to me uh it's i if I think about it, but whenever i'm think- when I'm writing, I'm thinking about the story, I'm not not worrying about it, I'm just writing it, so all words like then and then go come out at, uh all at once, just. That's the, way That's the way it works. But no, I've always said I'm not a, uh, I am not a wordsmith. I am a, a storyteller.
0: Well, it certainly works for you. That's very obvious. And um, you keep doing it the way that you're doing it, um, Jody, because it's very effective and you're a masterful storyteller. Well, thank so, you.
1: Yes. How do your readers uh, come into play with your books? With your writing? Um, I have
2: many uh, readers that have become friends, mm-hmm. and um, uh, the best things that they can tell me is, I love this character, will you put him in the next book? Because mm-hmm. I always think about that. If they don't, they want to know what happened to them. And uh, that was a surprising. To me, that people wanted that. Uh, I remember. I think it was my third book. I was at an autograph party, and a lady came up and said, "What happened to the baby in the book?" And I thought, oh, "The book ended. I I don't know what happened to the, but, uh, the baby." And of course, my husband, the logical one, said, "Only." The baby was born in 1823. He's probably dead by now. <laughs> but uh, I, I I realized that these people come alive. My yeah. character comes alive and to people, and they mm-hmm. want to know. So uh, that sometimes will start a character for the next series will be because they want to see that character again. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just them saying things like, will you go back and I can't go back because I'm on another s- series, but it kind of makes me happy be- that they want me to because they want to see more of that series.
1: Mm-hmm. And when when did you um I'm going I'm backtracking a little bit about get yeah, when you got when you had gotten this when you started having an assistant. How far into your career did, were you before you started uh, that you ha- had an assistant to help you with organizing or scheduling and do- doing different things for you, with you? Um, probably about
2: book five or six. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had someone coming over one day for about three hours, and they handled my um as the comu- computer came on, they handled my um, pages and mm-hmm. my emails and that kind of stuff. Uh, if, um, if I come into the office and sit down and start looking at my emails, I'm there all day. Mm-hmm. So I have to limit my time there. Or I wouldn't get any writing done. Yeah. So, um, but I, I started with um, another writer, and she came in first for about three hours uh, a week, and then six hours a week. And now Julia's been with me for 17 years, I think, and mm. uh, <coughs> or maybe 14. But mm. uh, uh, Julia's a perfect uh, assistant to me because she's got the degrees in English. And uh, she's also my sister-in-law, so she knows my life, what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so she keeps yeah. up with me, and it and uh, it it's worked out perfect. I I, got, I uh I could not write as fast as I write if I didn't have an assistant. I uh, yeah. I have to have a graphic or, or, artist that comes in and and does a lot for me, and. Uh, uh, both of them just w- work when they want to, so they come in.
0: Uh-huh. They Jody, Jody, uh-huh. this is Kathy. How would you suggest that other authors keep up with technology innovations? You've done some great things with your website, and you're talking about graphic arts. How do they keep up with it? First, and then how do they make the decisions about uh, when to bring in an assistant or a graphic artist or farm out their website, et cetera, et cetera? What would you suggest to other authors?
2: I think when the business of writing um, takes up more hours than you want it to and is is interfering with your writing, that's when you need an assistant. And I've found that I can write, I I think I write twice as fast having an assistant, well, the assistance and it really helps, and so I can rough da- draft a chapter a week, and um, Julia will clean it up, and she'll give it back to me, and I'll rewrite it and mess it up again, mm. and we go back and forth like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I I am so grateful because you know here you are, someone that we all admire, and sharing these. Uh, some of the gifts and some of the challenges, and how uh, we can keep working through that. And I know Kathy's been very, uh, uh, admi- uh, has been admiring how the technology that you, the innovations. And when you said, I it just dawned on me, you started writing with a typewriter, right? Right. Yeah, wow. Wow. Now, then the, the, and publishing, publishing has changed a lot too since, since you started. You've seen quite a transformation in all of this. Um, how do you feel about all that? Have you, you, you know, and then we'll go to questions, but I'm just wondering, like, what are your insights in the way publishing is changing? I think,
2: um, I think it's reaching more and more people. I think, more people are reading, and um, also people can. Used to there were very very few categories, and now you can. There are thousands of categories, and so if you only want to read vampire cowboys who have a list, well, we can. <laughs> I mean, you can't. Every god, it's it it fun, and I am. Uh, I invite writers to to come and sit, and we have a critique group I had one actually I had two this last week and uh i sometimes uh, publishing writers want to come to see what's out there because they listen to other people and they see what's going on and mm-hmm. uh, i I think that's good, and I think it's just good to have someone read your work and hear it. Uh, um, and that, you know, that's good for you. So, um, I, I can't keep up with all the fields, but I try to keep up with women's fiction and romance. And, you know, now my books are called Women's fiction but i still put romance in them because i like Mm -hmm. romance
1: yeah yeah i like the happy ever after
2: ending
1: oh yeah definitely i'm I'm, that's me i'm happily ever after girl too Mm. (laughs) um kathy do you have anything
0: else before we go to let people ask questions i thought we should give jody a chance to tell us about her newest book and then we'd have time for that so yes
1: good thank you
0: yep my newest yeah. one
2: okay. is um, I'll the, turn turn to the thing. Uh, this is my board up here. My newest one is picnic in someday valley, and uh, I, I was laughing because I was writing a um, blog this morning, and I I was thinking, you know, this is a, my brain's gonna crack up one day because um, I'm promoting book one of the series and uh, book two came out in a couple of days ago. And now I'm talking about it. Book three, I'm doing copy edits on and going through (laughs) it one last time. And book four, I'm writing right now. I'm about halfway through. So I'm just going to crack up one day and, and I, I laugh and say, one day, I'll, whenever my brain just explodes, they'll just move me to the home and I'll <laughs> sit there by the window and I'll be in, in, uh, Honey Creek and I'll
1: just be happy as I can be. <laughs> yeah, cause I'm thinking, as you're here, you have a book that came out a couple of days ago that I've been reading. And then, um, and then you said you're writing your four, number four and number right. three is in copy edits. So when you're talking about book number one and number two, I'm sure you have to be careful about not giving away too much from book three and four. <laughs> yeah, That's true.
4: yeah. Wow.
3: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And Ooh,
1: uh, and sometimes I
2: get um, it's not like I get them mixed up. It's kind of like TV shows. You know, mm-hmm. you don't flip over and watch CSI and accidentally think it's Golden Girls.
3: Oh no, so, no! Right.
5: Right. Right.
2: Yeah. So so it's kind of like channels in my mind. But oh, okay. people say, well, do you dream about them? No, I go to sleep. Before I go to sleep, I tell myself another story. And they are probably stories I will never. I just keep telling. I have more stories in my head than I will ever write. Mm. Mm. And sometimes I, I forget them. And a student will come back to me and say, what did you do about that story that you told me one day that you were going to
0: write? And I'd forgotten about it. So I have mm. lots of stories. Hmm. that's great um i think you also demonstrated for us jody that we have to have what they might call a pipeline because we do have books in different stages of production or writing projects mm-hmm. in different stages of production and i know i personally find it helpful that sometimes i can flip over and do copy editing and and that's not as intense a um, project for me to review page proofs as it is for me to do the, um, the actual writing of a project. So I'll mm-hmm. stagger that throughout my day.
2: Right.
0: I'll do that too. I, yeah. I don't want to do it for more than an hour. Yeah. yeah. So I think some people think that you just go linear straight through a book and you don't do anything else. Um, but in fact, we have books at different stages very often as we move along in our career. Exactly. I never thought I would write
2: uh, 50 books. When I started, I was teaching school and I was in grad school and I had two little boys. And I realized I would never be able to pay for their college unless I figured out a way to make money. And I thought, maybe I'll write a book. And so originally I was going to write four books mm-hmm. so my kids could go to college. Then I found out how little I'd make on those four books. <laughs> <laughs> I more, a lot more books than that. But, uh, it's, um, it's
1: been a fun adventure. I wouldn't mm-hmm. trade it. Yeah. Excellent.
0: We want to move to questions now, Cheryl. Yes, that would be great. Penny, do we have hands? raised? I'm yes, sure we do.
1: We do. Um, <laughs> uh, the first hand is Area Code two oh seven, the last three digits oh four five four.
3: Yes, hi. Hi Cheryl. Carol calling hey, from yeah. me. Hi Cheryl. Hey hi. there. Yeah. Um I I love hearing about your process, um, Jody. And I wondered like in a given day or series of days, what do you what is your day look like? Um, I'm always just intrigued in how we all do different things, do things. Um, I've done a little bit of writing, some poetry, had a couple of things published in a limited way. But um, it's the process that sometimes gets in the way of me um, or for me. So I wondered if you could um, talk about that a little bit more. And thank you.
2: Thank you. Uh, I, I feel like the hardest thing a writer does is manage your time. If you can manage your time, you can, you can write as many books as you want to. And it's the dragon I face, face every single day trying to manage my time. And I can be creative if you can manage your time. One thing I found that, um, drives me crazy. People think if you're a writer, you can quit anytime. Mm. So. They'll call and say, "Let's go get an ice cream," and I say, "I'm working. Well, you can come back to it, you know, because it's not a eight to five job, uh, but i um i I really enjoy getting up. I usually do copy edits or or things like that in the morning, and then then I'm sorry, and then i'll uh, uh in the afternoon, I start writing. Yeah, but it's uh, um, uh, I'm fighting time all the time, and we shall always have more time.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Um, Sh- Penny, Sh-
0: Sharon Hamilton can unmute.
5: I just wanted to say a quick hello to Jody, um, hello. because I got Hi, you Sharon. started there before, and also to, to Cheryl, who had just been a student of mine in the past. Mm-hmm. It's been a real treat to hear both of you, and uh, as a reader, I have to say, now that I'm retired, I have to I have to monitor how much I read Mm because I could and I get just like you say, you get so absorbed in the writing. I get absorbed in the reading, and I have to think, you know, about the person, and and just get so involved with it. So I allow myself to read usually just for an hour or two at night, and that's it, because otherwise, I, I. you just get lost in this stuff, and it just takes over your life. And I just can't, you know. But uh, I got your most recent book, Jody, and I'm, I'm anxious to to read it. So that's all I wanted to say. I just I'm a frustrated writer, but I quit doing that a long time ago and limited myself to case notes and student notes, and that's minutes of meetings, and that's about where I am at this point. But uh, it's good it's, to see to see you again, Sharon. I, thank
2: you.
1: I'm glad you're Thanks. staying busy.
5: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm telling and you. Sharon, I, yeah. I have a brailler
1: now, so yippee. Good
5: job. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Write me a letter sometime.
1: I oh. don't have to write back, I don't have to do it backwards in order to read forwards. Now I can write forwards and read forwards. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Well, good for you. Good for you. Well, thank hey. you. Thanks, love.
0: <laughs> Has her hand raised?
4: Okay. Hi, Kim. Hello. Oh. um No, i I like to write. I'll be quiet, phone. I like to write too, but I don't know if I'll ever become serious enough to want to like do all the editing, um, do research, things like that. So I I write poetry sometimes, and I'm also journaling kind of off and on but just the idea of writing and getting my thoughts and feelings down it's like cathartic you know and one thing that I think is really neat maybe you have answered my question already when you talked about always having stories in your mind because I'll read books by you know, so many and by a third author, and I'll think, where do these ideas come from? How do, how do these people think up all these things? And it's almost sounding like you kind of bored with it, you know. You you you've got a very active imagination, and it just keeps going. You think that's true? Um, I th- I I I think.
2: Imagination is a muscle yes. more uh, than a gift. I think you work that muscle. The more you work it, the more creative you become. Um, um, playing a game in the car with the kids of uh, starting a story and then stopping in the middle of a sentence and passing the story on to the next person uh, yeah. helps to be creative. Mm-hmm. um and i think doing that I, I think reading helps you be um more creative uh i'm not sure watching tv does but definitely reading uh, yeah. many, many times whenever uh, I've re- i'm reading a book and i usually am reading two or three they're laying around and i'm reading them all at the same time and i get away from one for a few days if I don't get back to it fast I just make up my own ending. So
4: could great. you before you go, could you name uh your titles again? I didn't I came in kinda late. Yes. Um uh I
2: the um uh new series that I'm working on is called uh Honey Creek and the first one is breakfast at the Honey Creek cafe the second one is picnic at someday valley and the third one uh that's uh coming out this week is or no that will be coming out this fall sorry uh is dinner at the uh primrose hill and um okay. they're all about this cluster of little towns in a valley oh, and great uh, and i uh um I write when I write my um uh, small towns, I really ru- I like to write how the people influence each other. And I think that's fascinating.
1: Interpersonal.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
4: Yeah. And Is
2: your uh,
1: stuff on bar? <coughs> yeah, she's got forty four books on BART. I do.
2: Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what's <laughs> missing, but I'm gonna find out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So this is this is Kathy. I had another question for you, uh Jody. Um, okay. Regarding, you know, independent publishing has been growing uh, tremendously in the last several years and um become increasingly popular. From your perspective, what have been the benefits of having a publisher? A
2: publisher um uh pushes you they definitely do that uh encourages you and also when the book comes out a publisher can you know uh get it into so many more places than a lot of uh self published books can go and um and I, as you build your books as you build your library of books uh When you have a new book, one come out, that publisher has the ability to make it uh, easy for people to see all of your books. So somebody finds me and they're reading book 52, if they like me, they're going to go back and, and so all of my, all of my books are still in print. So that helps. And I'm in every kind of, and a self-published usually can't do this, and I'm in trade paperback, regular paperback, hardback, library edition. Um, I'm in every every kind of uh, uh, book you could have, and that that's an, another advantage.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much for that.
1: Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And Jody. Um, we have just a couple minutes. I can't believe the hour goes by so yeah. fast, right? <laughs> I'm wondering, uh, is there any other tidbits uh, that you think are important that you would like to share with everyone? Um, I, think, I think one of the things that has
2: blessed my life with this career is the other riders I've met. And just like I'm getting to know some of you and it's wonderful, I love, I, I find I love writers because mm. they think. And, uh, I, I'm getting to the point that it's hard for me to talk to people that are not writers for very long because mm. I don't really care if they have a stain on their co- carpet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd rather talk about where to get rid of the body. So, (laughs) so, um, I think one of the best things you can do to be, if you want to be a writer, is to develop a group, and an online group is just as great. And so Mm -hmm. um, that it really gives you um, a sense of community, and I feel that with the writers all over the Mm -hmm. country. You know, uh, I've been uh, to England twice and talked to. Uh, the Romantic writers of Great Britain, and I've got friends mm-hmm. there, too, so it's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful.
1: That's, that's wonderful. Well, <laughs> we are so glad to get to know you and have you in our lives, too, now, and, you know, you just radiate that optimism and inspiration, and, and we so appreciate that, and you know, just knowing people need to know, just don't give up. Keep on keeping on, you know. And, and that imagination, thank you for that, too. I do believe it's a muscle, too, and something we work. And the more we allow ourselves, the, the more creative we can be. When you think about writing
2: a book or even a series, the first thing that sparks my imagination is to walk the land. Climb out of the car or out of the books and away from the computer. You'll be amazed at what you find. If you walk the setting of your story, you'll get a sense of the people who lived in the past and who live there now.
1: The kind of folks
3: who live on the That's land. Right.
1: Well, thank you again, Jody. Thank you so much. I, well, I'd love to so come good. talk to you guys again sometime. And we look forward to you coming back to be with us again soon. Thank you, Jody. On behalf of Kathy, myself, and the American Council of the Blind, we appreciate you and so glad you're here with us today, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for joining us today at writing works wonders kathy and i are thrilled to be with you now tap or click on that button that says subscribe so that you will not miss our show there's also a link right there for you to click or tap on that'll take you directly to our show notes where you'll find everything that we just talked about you can go to our website at www.writingworkswonders.com and our email is writingworkspodcast.gmail.com We hope that you feel encouraged and inspired. We want you to feel and know the wonder in writing. Until next time, keep on writing.